and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day. Magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of February 19th, 2024. I am officially ready for spring and warm weather, the summer. I wish I could just kind of fast forward now. Uh, Today was one of those Chicago weather days. It's like, what is going on? We had, um, there was like a few days last week or so where it got into like into the 40s, like mid 40s. Maybe it hit 50. You know, the sun came out a little bit uh, to the point where like if you're outside like around lunchtime, like it didn't feel too bad. Uh, so I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe we're on the up and up, you know, it's mid-February, the groundhog saw his shadow or whatever, it means, you know, spring's coming soon, Then this weekend, uh, I coach basketball on Saturday morning, so I'm up Saturday morning, like 8 a.m., I step outside, 12 degrees, I think out loud, I uh, I think I swore, uh, if you check the ring camera, you can hear me swearing, as soon as I walk out the door, I'm like, just WTF, like, come on. I'm over it. Let's go. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Disney World Today. It's all one word. My DMs on Instagram are always open. My uh, my re- returning listeners, you guys know this. You know, there's a lot of us now. Uh, we're always sending you know messages back and forth, reels, memes, Disney stuff, non-Disney stuff, sports stuff. I love it. I uh, love talking Disney. We love talking whatever you know with you guys. You know, I appreciate all of you guys listening. Uh, so if you have an idea for the show whether it's a, an entire episode idea, a good topic, a top 10 list, top five, uh, or if you just want to talk about your upcoming trip, you want to vent about Disney, you want to talk about a trip you just went on, all that good stuff, feel free to uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. Also, wherever you're listening to this, please hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. And if you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And we do have a new review for today. Day. I want to give a special shout out to ssam754. Thank you for the review and also thank you sure. to Sam for becoming a contributor to the show. Uh, if you'd like to become a, a monthly contributor, you can do so. The link is in my Spotify or in my Instagram bio. Uh, and I, I, I truly appreciate anything uh, you guys give to me. And if you are a contributor and you want to hear something on the show, a special topic, anything like that, shoot me a message. Uh, I'll make sure it gets done. Oh, you, oh, you guys get put to the head of the line, uh, if that makes sense. So uh, thank you for the review. A great nostalgic Disney podcast. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and I have found that it always puts me in such a great mood. It gives me the all the nostalgic Disney vibes. The host, Kevin, often talks about his warm memories of going to Disney every year since he was very young and his dream of one day being able to pay to take his entire family there. That generosity gives you a glimpse into the strength of his character. He seems like a genuinely great person, and that makes this a really fun and uplifting podcast to listen to. I've also found that this podcast confirms hazy memories of attractions slash other Disney things that I thought maybe I had made up from childhood trips. And to hear the host confirm they were once real attractions at Disney and provide details is really cool. Definitely worth a listen. Uh, first of all, just thank you very much for all of those kind words. That that means a lot. It really does. I'm not just saying it. Like hearing stuff like this, like really, really makes me, you know, just kind of reminds me that this is worth it. You know, I, I talk about it all the time. This is a passion project. I don't really make any money off of this podcast. It's just something I love to do. I love being able to, I don't know, it sounds cheesy, but like spread that Disney magic, if that makes sense. Um, and to hear you say that, you know, I'm a generous person or genuinely great person, uh, that, that truly does mean a lot. 
And, you know, I think by listening to me by this point, if you guys have been listening for a while, you can kind of get a glimpse into the type of person I am. I'm a very nostalgic person, um, family based, like my family is very important to me. And those Disney memories of those family vacations are the greatest memories of my life. They're my favorite memories by far. And, you know, now that you know I'm a dad, I have a six month old, like I want to continue to make those memories and provide those memories for him so that he can kind of have the same upbringing that I had. Also, I'm glad I'm able to kind of confirm some of those hazy memories from your childhood trips. Uh, if you follow me on TikTok, I think I've posted them on Instagram too. I've been making videos kind of called, you know, five things you forgot existed at Walt Disney World. And a lot of the comments are kind of the same. Like I remember I, I posted about the poaching storyline on Kilimanjaro Safari. And a lot of people were saying like, oh my God, like this felt like a fever dream. Um, so I'm glad I'm able to kind of confirm some of those. I'm a very nostalgic person. Um, I've realized that, especially when it comes to Disney. So again, thank you for the kind words and the review. Last week on the pod, we talked about Disney's Swan and Dolphin Resort. Uh, thank you again to Matt H. for the suggestion and for reaching out uh, via email. We, uh, we were able to kind of talk back and forth. We have a lot in common uh, with Disney and, and baseball and stuff. So shout out to Matt. I love Disney Swan and Dolphin. I, I got to write it down, but I'm pretty sure that's where I've stayed the most still to this day on Walt Disney World property. We spent a lot of, a lot of summers there from uh, probably when I was about 16 uh, through I was about maybe 22, I think was the last time I stayed there. And uh, in the episode, we just kind of cover the Swan and Dolphin, a little history about it, some of the amenities, what I love about it, and that entire boardwalk area. This week's episode, based on the suggestion from one of you guys, I want to give a shout out to Amanda Matteo. Uh, she's been a contributor to this show before, uh, but we were messaging back and forth, and she suggested a show on if you were, you know, CEO for a day. And that just kind of got me thinking, like, what if I just did an episode on if you were in charge of Disney, what would you do? So I'm going to tell you guys all about what I would do if I was in charge of the Disney company today. All right. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. You guys know me. You guys know I have a lot of thoughts on Disney, uh, the company as a whole, the Disney parks. And it's such a, such a fun topic to think about. And it's something I feel like uh, we've all kind of thought about in some aspect, whether it's Disney or just other things. Like, you know, again, I relate a lot of things to sports. You know, what if I was the GM for the Chicago Cubs? Like, what moves would I make? What if I was, you know, the, um, the president of the NBA? Like, what would I do? Uh, and especially with Disney, if I was in charge of Disney, like, this seems like a question that I've fantasized about since I was 12 years old, you know, like when I used to doodle in the back of my notebooks in school and uh, create different rides and attractions and come up with ideas for the parks. Like, I feel like it's something I've been prepping for my whole life. So it only seems fitting uh, that we do an episode on what I would do if I was in charge of Disney. If I was in charge of the Disney company, uh, move over Bob Iger, I'm taking your job. And this will be mostly about Walt Disney World, the Disney parks, but also kind of everything else under the Disney umbrella as well. Disney 
Disney was, I mean, I'm sure you guys too, like Disney was the company I always felt attached to because of Disney World. Like we go to Disney World every summer. I was always loyal to the Disney company. I loved the Disney Channel, Disney movies. I loved ABC, ABC Network, uh, ABC Family, ESPN, like all of those Disney entities I always felt loyal to because of my love for the parks, for going to Walt Disney World. You know, the, the first stock I ever bought was Disney stock. I bought one share because that's all the money I had at that time. And did it, did I buy that one share to make millions, to make a bunch of money? No, I bought one stock of Disney so I could say that I had Disney stock to say that I was a stockholder. It was like one of those goals that I always had my entire life was to do that. Like I have always been so loyal to Disney. Now that I've gotten older, you know, times are changing. The parks have changed. The company has changed. There's a lot of things I've thought about, like what I would do differently, what I would do if I were in charge, you know, in charge of the company, different aspects of their company, the parks. There's a lot I would do. So this episode is going to be pretty fun. Again, thanks uh, to Amanda Matteo on Instagram for the suggestion and kind of sparking this idea. And for this list in my episode, I, I tried to keep it pretty realistic, like somewhat realistic. Like I don't want it to be too, you know, over the top and, you know, in a, in a fantasy scenario where, uh, oh, I'm in charge in Disney. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, bringing back the prices from 1990 or I'm, um, you know, building a Disney, a third Disney park in Chicago. Like I, I tried to keep it realistic. A lot of stuff I came up with, I feel like is, is very realistic, very doable. Um, so I'll just, I'll just kind of go through my list and I'm going to try to put out a, a question on Instagram asking you guys, if you were in charge of Disney, what's one thing you would change? So if I can get that up in time and get, uh, get some good responses, I'll read through those at the end. All right. So Disney has now appointed me the CEO, the head I'm in charge of all things Disney now. Uh, putting my MBA to good use from the uh, great school of Elmhurst University. And I'm in charge. And what would I do? So before I dive into the parks, I had um, a couple non-Disney park things on my list here. And the first one, I guess the, I'll just kind of combine them, is fixing Marvel slash Disney Plus. Now, if you follow the Disney company, Disney Plus... You know, maybe we're kind of blind to it because we're, we're, we're Disney fans. I don't think it's been as successful as they thought it would be. Um, and I think the, the kind of problem with Disney Plus is how are they going to gain new users? You know, like we all bought Disney Plus because that's what we do. You know, we're, we're Disney fans. We want to watch all of our Disney movies. <sighs> you know, it, it's been nice. It's nice watching some of the stuff on there. Like, I had every single Disney classic movie that I wanted already on DVD, Blu-ray. Um, but it's nice to have it all on there. Yes, it's convenient. Uh, having all the old stuff on there, all the, the old Disney Channel shows, all the cool um, original Disney Channel movies, the movies from the 90s. Like, all that stuff is really good. Um, and I've made, like, TikToks and Reels before about how I would fix Disney+. Plus. I think I just think they just need to keep adding to it. I think they, they need to add more Disney Park stuff to Disney Plus. Like, you guys remember back in the day 
they would do like Disney World specials on, for example, History Channel, I think, or the Travel Channel. Those two, and I would always watch those. Like I would set the VCR, if you're too young, you don't know what a VCR is, that makes me cringe. I would set the VCR and I would record those shows onto a VHS tape. There was one, it was like the Modern Marvels, Walt Disney World, that was like a History Channel one. And then there would always be like a bunch on the Travel Channel, like Travel Channel, like behind the scenes, Walt Disney World Resort. There was like a, a Disney Water Parks one. Like those shows were so good. Uh, I wish those were up on Disney Plus. I wish they would do more stuff like that. They they've started to do that, like the um, like the Imagineer specials and stuff like that. Like more Disney spark, more Disney Park things. Uh, I think would help make Disney Plus a little better. I would get me watching more. That's for especially like before our trips. Like I think we're all kind of the same. We like to hype ourselves up by watching Disney stuff before we go. And if all that Disney World like. Uh, you know, special, all those specials and shows were on the Disney Plus beforehand, like, we'd all be watching those. They also, they need to fix Marvel. Um, if you guys don't know, like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I feel like I don't talk about it as much anymore, but just because I'm just so down on Marvel. I actually started a Marvel podcast first with my buddy Adam. Like, we we did a, uh, a Marvel-based podcast uh, about a year before I even started doing this Disney podcast where we would talk all things Marvel. And from like 2008 through what 2019 like over 10 years the marvel movies were just non-stop hits like blockbuster classic movies they're all so great and it just kind of went downhill after endgame and the marvel shows on disney plus i've just been pretty much disappointed in every single one of them you know, like one of the main reasons why I wanted to get Disney Plus right away was to watch those Marvel shows. And I've, I'm not even like watching the new ones that come out. Like I'm just so down on Marvel. Some of their movies, like the Marvels, uh, have flopped. Uh, they're just underperforming. They're, they're getting like just terrible reviews. I think there's a little bit of Marvel superhero burnout. Um, so I, I honestly, I just think they need to take a break and kind of reset and hopefully Deadpool 3 uh, is what they can use to kind of relaunch themselves and hopefully, you know, kind of pick things up a little bit. All right, so I got Disney Plus out of the way. Going to try to fix Marvel. The next thing I'm going to do, I'm in charge of Disney, is I'm going to form some sort of advisory board. And what I mean by this is I would like to hire, like, former Imagineers, former Disney people who were around, you know, for a long time and have a passion for Disney, I would hire them into some sort of advisory role. And, you know, I, I compare things to sports a lot. It's easy for me to do. And it's kind of like teams will, they'll hire like a former player, a former coach as a special assistant, as a advisor. And basically what that does is like, hey, we don't have like a, an actual position for you. But we want to hire you and just be able to bounce ideas off of you, get your input on certain things. You know, in, in sports, it happens all the time. Like the Cubs, um, for the longest time, like they would hire former players like Kerry Wood, Ryan Dempster, like into like these special advisor assistant roles. You know, it's like a fake job title almost, but it's basically like, hey, we like you. We like, you know, your mind. We like your personality. We like your ideas. We just want to be able to call you up and be like, hey, what do you think of this player? Hey, what do you think we should do with this guy? 
Same thing goes for Disney. Like I would hire some of the old Imagineers that have retired, the ones that worked there for a long time, Joe Rohde, some of these other guys like, you know, you don't have to clock in every day. It's just, hey, when we need you, we want to come to you and be like, what do you think about this? You know, maybe like a board of, you know, eight former Imagineers, maybe, you know, you have Imagineers, you have Michael Eisner, you have just Disney people, people who worked for Disney and have a passion for Disney and were around Disney for so long. I honestly think we need more people like that around than we do, you know, people in suits with, with degrees. Uh, a lot of these decisions that Disney makes nowadays, it feels like it's, it's, it's all based on money. It seems like the people making a lot, of, a lot of these decisions are, you know, finance people. Like their main goal is the bottom line and how to make the company as much money as possible. Not necessarily what's best for the Disney brand, what's best for the Disney fans. You know, that's not what they're looking at. Um, and that, that bothers me. I, I want people who care about Disney making some of these decisions or at least helping make these decisions. Like imagine like right now, my advisory board would be like, hey guys, uh, Michael Eisner, um, Marty Sklar, Joe Rohde. We're, we're thinking about expanding Frontierland or expanding, you know, beyond Thunder Mountain. What do you think we should do? What do you, do you have an idea? It's like, what kind of uh, attractions do you think would go there? What kind of theming should we do? Like stuff like that. Like, hey guys, like we're going to redo Future World and Epcot. What do you think about this? Do you think there'll be backlash on this? How should we approach this? Like, that's what I think we need just people who care about Disney, uh, we need their input more. The next thing I'm doing uh, as in charge as the head of Disney, I'm going to bring some stuff back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of this new Genie Plus service, this Lightning Lane stuff. Like, come on. I get, we're getting rid of this. We're going back to the My Disney experience. Like, I'm not even... I'm not even going to be too crazy and bring back the paper fast pass. Let's just go back a few years to my Disney experience. Someone explain to me why we are paying for fast pass. Can someone other than greed, can someone give me a good reason on why we are paying for the genie plus lightning lane service? There is no good reason. It's, it's for Disney to make more money and their profits, their revenue, are up in 2023 disney's total revenue was about 32 billion dollars which was up about 16 percent from the year before from 2022 they're up 16 percent 32 billion dollars and we still have to pay for fast pass something we didn't pay for for over 20 years that's going away i'm sorry that is a that is greed there is no other explanation for it it's taking advantage of its loyal consumers, its loyal fans. It bothers me so much that they still charge for this. And I, to be honest, the problem is, is that we keep buying it. And I, you know what? I, I get it. If you're going on a Disney vacation and it's the only way to get on a lot of these rides, you're, you're kind of forced to, you know, we're paying all this money and we're spending all this time in the parks and unfortunately, in the grand scheme of things, we're spending, you know, thousands of dollars on this Disney vacation. What, like, what's an extra 30, 40 bucks or whatever on the Genie Fast Pass? It's, it's more like the principle of it. You know, it's greed. It's taking advantage of us. It's a service that was free for 20 years that now we're paying for. 
And I don't know, like, are they still using COVID and the pandemic as a reason, like, to make their money back? Like, you made $32 billion. Your 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 numbers are up 16%. Like, you, you keep making money. So why is this still a thing? Like, and I, it, I just saw, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, you know, I, I'm in a bunch of, like, Facebook groups um, about Disney and tips and stuff like that, and it, the Lightning Lane sold out. It was sold out at the Magic Kingdom. So, like, why would they take it away when we're buying it and it's selling out every day? And second of all, like, why is it even, why why is it sold out? Like, some lady was in a Facebook group, like, upset that it sold out already and they couldn't get on some of the attractions. Like, that seems like an issue. We're paying thousands of dollars to go on a Disney trip and I can't even pay an extra, you know, 40 bucks to ride the rides I want because it's sold out. Like, man, it just seems like there's, there's a lot of issues going on right now. I would also bring back the magical express again why did that go away it, it's for disney to save money right that's the only reason is to save money like why why else would they do that uh it was it, it i guess it kind of seemed like a perk like at least you didn't have to worry about renting a car or renting um you know getting an uber from the airport dealing with a shuttle bus Again, in the grand scheme of things, you're paying thousands of dollars to go to Disney. How much does it really cost to get from the airport to your hotel? It's not that expensive, but it was like, at least it was something, you know, at least it was some sort of perk. So I'm bringing back my Disney experience. We're not paying for fast passes anymore. And I'm bringing back the Magical Express. At least it makes your, makes your travel, your vacation a little easier, not having to worry about paying for a ride to and from the airport. So what am I going to change next? I'm just going to kind of go down my list. They're not in really any sort of order. They were just an order of, as I thought of them, I wrote them down. So the next one on my list is Limit New Vacation Club Resorts. I don't know. This just kind of bothers me. I don't even have Vacation Club. But it seems like they build a new Vacation Club Resort like every year. And I don't know. It's just I'm kind of over those. Like every resort doesn't need to have a Vacation Club resort you know it used to be more of a special thing like my aunt has vacation club i have friends who have vacation club i just remember years ago uh i was working and uh one of my this lady i worked with was talking about she has vacation club and she bought in like early on like with boardwalk mid 90s like one of the the first resort or second resort besides um old key west so they've been in for such a long time and she was telling me how it just She's a huge Disney fan, huge Disney family, and she's just was talking about how it's just not as special anymore to have Vacation Club. Like back in the day, it was like an, almost like an exclusive club. You know, how could you show your your Disney fandom? It was by you know buying Vacation Club. It was you know there wasn't that many of them. Now they're popping up everywhere. You know, they're building one at Polynesian. They just built one at Grand Floridian. They're building one at Fort Wilderness. They're, the vacation club resorts are everywhere now. Um, and just also, it just seems like it's making everything a little bit more compacted and overcrowded. We have four theme parks and just, it seems like there's a new hotel opening up every year. Well, no wonder the parks are more crowded than ever. There, there's more rooms and more variety and still four parks that are pretty much the same size. There's just and why are they building hotels well that's direct you know money in their pockets people pay money they stay at the hotel especially these newer vacation club ones polynesian um 
Grand Floridian. They're not cheap. You know, they're making money. All these new hotels are, are um, pretty expensive. They're nice, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I just feel like I'd be like, hey, you know what? After the Polynesian, since we already started, we're going to take a break from building vacation club resorts. Like, I still remember when they uh, knocked down one of the wings of the Contemporary to build Bay Lake Tower. As cool as, cool as Bay Lake Tower is, I still just kind of... Uh, think about and enjoy like the classic contemporary when it's just a regular hotel with you know you have the cool tower with the monorail and then the two wings on either side when i was a kid i could name you every single disney hotel in in a second without even hesitating and now i'd like have to kind of sit back and think about it next on my list here disney's wide world of sports i'm gonna fix disney's wide world of sports complex because it has become I don't want to say a waste of space, but it's close to it, right? I've done an entire episode on this before. If you're interested, like, head back and listen to it. I kind of talk about the same things. But Disney's Wide World of Sports, there is literally no reason to go there unless your son or daughter is playing you know, in a tournament there. there there's no reason to go there, which is so sad because it's I know I'm a huge sports fan, but it was one of the, one of my favorite things as a kid. Like I was always in amazement of that complex when I was a kid. And how would I save it? How would I change it? I would add to it. Again, I talk about it in the episode. I think I do my top five things I would do to improve Disney's wide world of sports. One of the things I would do is I would bring back baseball. Um, for the longest time... Uh, since the early 90s, mid-90s, the Atlanta Braves had their spring training at the ESPN Wide World Sports Complex. And just think about that for a second. The Atlanta Braves, arguably the best team of the 90s, one of the best teams, you know, in the last 30 years, always, you know, they won the division, like, I forget how many times in a row, 13 years in a row, something crazy like that, Hall of Fame pitching staff, Hall of Famers, Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, like all these players, you know, they've been really good recently as well. They had their spring training there. That's crazy to me that every single spring you could head over to Disney and see one of the greatest baseball teams of all time. And they recently left, and it's hard for me to blame them because all these Major League Baseball teams that are trying to build new state-of-the-art complexes for their teams the wide world sports complex was kind of stuck in the 90s, outdated. The Cubs in Arizona recently built a new complex for their team. Again, I get it. I'm sure the players weren't super thrilled with all of the amenities that were there. I would, I would try to get a team back, whether it's a professional major league baseball team for their spring training. Um, you know, I kind of wish the Disney would have a a closer relationship with the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, they've had some games there before. The Rays played their spring training there, I think last year or two years ago when the hurricane damaged their complex. It would be kind of cool if maybe they, you know, got a team to permanently move their spring training there. I do think they would have to improve the conditions, you know, field. Uh, a lot of these teams are building like fitness centers and rehab places there. Like they need state-of-the-art equipment there. But I would bring back a team you know, maybe bring a minor league team in there to play their home games there. Uh, I talked about it on previous episodes. The Orlando Rays was a single A team, I believe, that, or double A, uh, that used to play their home games at the Wide World of Sports Complex. So when I was a kid, we would go there and watch a baseball game. You know, one of the days that we don't go into the parks, 
you know, we'd hang out at the hotel, go to the pool, go to downtown Disney. And then that night, you know, we went to Wide World of Sports and watched the Orlando Rays, you know, play a baseball game. You know, something like that to kind of keep people coming in, um, you know, throughout the throughout the year. I would just try to add to it, you know, maybe build, I think I would build a hotel there. I would build the ESPN Hotel. ESPN is still a huge entity. You know, maybe SportsCenter isn't as popular as it used to be, but ESPN is still a big name, the number one name in sports. I would build the ESPN the hotel, and I wouldn't theme it like, it would have to be different than the all-star sports resort. You know, maybe this one is more of a, you know, moderate hotel. Um, I would kind of theme it more after ESPN Club at Boardwalk, like that kind of style. I'd bring back ESPN Club, the restaurant, um, you know, build a hotel there. Maybe, you know, maybe then like more teams would stay there instead of like the all-star hotels. Because I think we've all either been there or know that when there's a sports tournament in town, like they're always at the all-star resorts and they're everywhere. Cheerleaders. Maybe if you build some hotels on the ESPN complex, they'll, you know, they'll most likely stay there and it kind of frees up rooms, you know, frees up space at, you know, some of the other um value resorts and then i would just probably just try to add more events there special fests special things to do special activities um you know maybe you have like uh, a wiffle ball tournament a basketball tournament maybe you offer like open like open play so like let's say you're at disney with your family you have an off day from the parks and for you know for resort guests you can head for you know disney resort guests only you can head over to the Wide World Sports Complex and play a game of pig with your dad on the basketball court. Or go out into the field and, you know, throw a football around with your brothers. Stuff like that, I think, would be pretty cool as well. Next on my list, this one I've always cared about. This one I bring up all the time. Build more original attractions. Enough with the IP on every... Like, what is the last Disney attraction that opened and wasn't themed after a movie or character? I, off the top of my head, I don't know what the answer is. It's unbelievable. And I've always kind of argued the last great original attraction is Expedition Everest. Like, that's the perfect example of why you don't need to have a character or movie representing an, an attraction. That's such a great ride. It's a fun attraction. The theming is amazing. You walk through that queue and you think that you're actually there, like ready to climb Mount Everest. Like they have artifacts and pictures and, and stuff throughout the line. Like, I don't know if it's real or not. It, it, that's the best part. Like that is Disney theming that I miss. It feels more real when it's not, you know, when you're not in line for, you know, the Ratatouille ride. And it's like, oh, this is just a cartoon movie. Like bring back original attractions. Like let Imagineers actually use their creativity. Like, you can have some stuff based off movies and characters. I get it. That brings people into the parks, right? But think about, like, Disney has always had original attractions. And guess what? The parks were always filled. So you can, you can have a good mix of IP and movies and original attractions. I just, I don't understand the thought process there. It's just they're thinking straight money like, oh, What's our, what's one of our popular movies? All right, let's just build an attraction based off of this. It just, I don't know. It takes away from the Disney magic, in my opinion. Like, I don't want to ride everything that's just themed off a movie. You know, think about some of the stuff that Disney has done. Haunted Mansion, 
Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise. Those are original attractions. And guess what? Those have spawned characters in IP. The Pirates of the Caribbean attraction spawned one of the greatest movie franchises of our generation with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So, you know, you can still make money off of an original attraction if it's done well. Next on my list here, things I would do if I was in charge. I would expand some of the parks. Um, you know, I, I know they've talked about expanding recently um, beyond Frontierland in the Magic Kingdom. You know, I, I've mentioned it a thousand times. They keep building all these hotels and the parks are staying the same size, really. Um, I don't know where they have the room. Figure it out. You know, it's, I, I think you can find the room. Magic Kingdom. Uh, I, I expand all of them. Instead of, instead of closing stuff and replacing it, just add on. Like, that's, that's more of what I mean. Like, perfect example is Animal Kingdom. Instead of closing Dinoland USA and closing Dinosaur and they closed Primeval World and that whole area, why not just add on to it? Like, why did you have to close that area? I'm pretty sure you have enough land. You can add a Zootopia land somewhere else in that park, you know? You don't have to... I hate when Disney does that. Like, hey, we're going to build a brand new area or attraction, but in order to do so, we're going to close something that you know and love. Just, just expand, like add on to it. Next on my list... Listen to your audience. If I'm in charge, I think I would definitely take in consideration more the Disney people, the Disney fans on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram. I feel like the only time that I can think of that Disney actually listened to its audience was when they brought back Hap Happily Ever After. I, I don't even remember what the show was that just kind of bomb that no one loved that they you know decided to bring back happily ever after but like that's like the perfect example people on twitter online voiced their opinion disney kind of i think realized yeah you know what this is let's just keep this this show temporary and we'll bring back happily ever after like listen to your audience like we're the ones going there spending our hard-earned money going on trips you know whether it's once a year whether it's as many times as possible like know your audience right that that's who they should be appealing to because we're the ones that are passionate we're the ones that have ideas we're the ones that again like we're spending our money there we're spending our time there we kind of know what we want and so i feel like sometimes disney like tries to make those decisions for us instead of you know i'm not saying like oh you know disney make every single decision based on what some guy on twitter says i'm i'm kind of thinking more like maybe send out surveys, um, like actual like in-depth surveys, like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think we need more of? What do you think we need less of? I think, and you send that out to the people that care and the people that are, whether they're annual pass holders, whether you, you, do, you send it to people who, you know, make annual trips, who've been coming to Disney since they were one year old, like something like that would kind of just help give the people a voice. And also you'd probably get some pretty good input Next on my list here, focus on the details again. It seems like Disney has kind of gotten away from that. And if I'm in charge, like I would really want to bring back a lot of those small Disney details that I always noticed like when I was a kid. Like one of the things that kind of um, sparked this one was a few months ago, someone posted on, I don't know, one of the blog sites, just how dirty and just worn out the seats and chairs were in the Muppet Vision 3D theater. 
And for the most part, they were all just dirty. You know, they weren't ripped. They weren't um, deformed. It was just like a dirty, worn seat. And people posted about it. It looked gross. And then they replaced the chairs like maybe like three months later. Stuff like that is not a hard fix. Like I, back in the day, I worked as a, uh, I worked like a summer job as a, as a janitor. And I remember one of my jobs one year was to clean all of the like fancy chairs, like for the teachers, like all the upholstery. And I had like this little carpet cleaner and I would clean the chairs. I was doing that when I was 20 years old, uh, you know, <laughs> a summer working as a janitor, like why does stuff like that like get overlooked? It seems like now more than ever, the parks are a little more dirty. The parks are a little more worn out and the stuff isn't getting cleaned or fixed as fast as it used to, you know, like Disney should hold itself to this high standard. Um, you have, you, you have the capability of having the manpower, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the problem. Like they're understaffed, they're not paying their workers, something. Something needs to change. Like they need to return, you know, to the, to those kind of old Disney standards, even like with construction. I remember going to Disney as a kid, like construction walls, like it seemed like you would barely see them. Or if you were there, like they weren't working on stuff while you're at the park. Now, you know, walk around Epcot, they're using a jackhammer as I'm sitting down eating popcorn, you know, like stuff like that. Like get back to those small details. All right, I'm only going to do a couple more because I have a, uh, a lot of good responses from you guys. I want to make sure I get through all of them. Uh, so for my last two things I would do if I'm in charge, the first thing uh, here, fix the park hours. This is something I've talked about recently over the podcast over the last couple years. It's oh, It always bothers me. And park hours and the hours of things at Walt Disney World in general. We all miss those days, right, of going to the Magic Kingdom and staying there till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, that was the standard, you know, when I was growing up going to Disney in July, especially on the weekends. Like, the Magic Kingdom was at least open until midnight, usually 1 or 2 a.m. You know, back then they had extra magic hours. I would bring back extra magic hours. Fix the park hours. There's, I hate being at Disney and the park's closing at like 8 o'clock. You know, you get back to your hotel, it's like 8.39, it's like, well, what do we do now? Like, I don't want to just sit in the room and watch TV, you know, and we do swimming anyway, like, we do plenty of swimming, like, Disney Springs, even those hours aren't great, it's not like it's that easy to just go from, you know, the park to Disney Springs and back, like, you have to deal with, you know, the moving around and, you know, getting from point A to point B, especially if you don't have a car, you know, it's kind of tough to do, so, like, what are you doing, you know, those late hours, like, I wish we could spend them in the park. So I'm bringing back the park hours from back in the day, you know, especially over the summer. Magic Kingdom's open until at least midnight, 1, 2 a.m. on the regular. You know, Epcot should be open later. Animal Kingdom is the one that I feel like was never open that late because they always said, like, because of the animals. But now with Pandora, you know, I think you got to keep it open a little later. When Pandora opened, like, they extended the park hours just because of that like we were at animal kingdom till like 11 or midnight like that was i hadn't i had never been to animal kingdom past like four o'clock and here we are you know in line for flight of passage and it's 11 p.m like that was crazy but that's how it should be like there's nothing better than a warm summer night walking around the Magic Kingdom. It's late. You're on vacation. The park is empty. You know, the wait times are great. There's like a weird calmness that like kind of comes over you. Like the hustle and bustle of Walt Disney World is a real thing. And we all go through it, 
you know, I, I, I've been there plenty of times, especially during the summer, like during the days, it's hot, it's crowded, people get a little fussy, but then at night, and it's late, and you're walking around Tomorrowland, you hear that music, you see the colors, the wait times are down, it's not as crowded, there's a weird calmness, and I, I love that feeling, and I miss that feeling. There's nothing better than staying up late at Walt Disney World, you're on vacation, and uh, I would definitely bring back those park hours. And so the last one here before I get on to the responses from you guys, I would bring back slash introduce more perks for Disney World Resort guests only. This is something that's kind of always bothered me, but more recently, it's really starting to bug me. What are the perks of staying on Walt Disney World property? Are, are there any perks besides that it's just easier? Back in the day, the perks were originally you got Fast Pass, then you got stuff like extra, extra magic hours, those kinds of things like we need to bring back. Like you, We need to reward the people who are on vacation with their families. They spend their hard-earned money. Like for a lot of people, like this is their one vacation for the year, for every two years. And they should be able to get some sort of perk for staying on Walt Disney World property and paying those prices. How does Disney justify those prices? You know, we're paying more than we ever have for the hotels. We're paying more than we ever have for the park tickets. We're paying more than we ever have for the extra stuff like, um, I don't know, transportation, Magical Express, get from the airport to our hotel. Um, they just got rid of the, you know, the, the parking, paying for parking. Um, but I know some of those, like Swan and Dolphin, I think you still have to pay for parking. Resort fees, we're paying for Fast Pass. The prices of food has gone up. We need something. We need something, right? Like, why should I stay at the Contemporary? Besides the fact that it's easier, you know? that that's Disney has forced us to kind of stay on property, unfortunately. Um I would try to do something like extra magic hours. That's for resort guests only. I'm sorry. And, you know, more than ever, there's so many locals and bloggers who just go to the parks whenever they want. And it's cool. I get it. You can just go to Epcot for lunch on a Tuesday. But it hurts, you know, the people like me, the families like me. You know, I would hate, I would be so pissed off if, you know, three months in advance, I can't get a reservation at my favorite Disney World restaurant because some local, you know, is going there for the fifth time that week. Like stuff like that kind of bothers me. They need to do something. There's, I saw on Twitter, people were kind of complaining that there's too many locals like going to the resort bars and restaurants and just going there and like just having like a drink and hanging out and it's taking up a lot of room. And some of the, like the local Disney bloggers I follow were kind of making fun of the person that brought this up and it kind of that frustrated me like that's true like i don't know i i if you're listening and you're a local or a blogger like maybe you're gonna hate this but they need to do something like maybe resort like actual hotel restaurants and bars i think maybe should be for disney resort guests only if you're a local if you're a blogger you, you want to go to the parks whenever you want feel free but the restaurants and bars in the resorts, I think that should be off limits. I think that should be for the people staying at Walt Disney World hotels only. You know, like I said, I would definitely bring back extra magic hours. That's for re resort guests only. 
You're only allowed to stay at the Magic Kingdom till 3 a.m. if you're staying at one of the Disney hotels. That's how it was. And you know what? That's I, I feel like that's how it should be. You know, and the, and the last thing I wanted to touch on, I guess I should include it, and it's a it's one that's brought up a lot from you guys. The last thing I do, obviously, I was I would lower prices, right? I would lower the prices. That's that's a given. The park tickets, the hotels, it's just too much. The park tickets, especially, like I would lower those and maybe even cap it at a certain amount. I don't have an exact price, but I'm definitely lowering the prices to a reasonable amount so that families can afford to go to Disney because that's what it should be about families going to Disney together. And like I said, I wanted to get to the ones that you guys sent in. I asked you guys on Instagram. If you were in charge of Disney, what's one this thing you would do? This first one is from Iona. Change, so let's get through some of these. Publicly apologize for all the latest changes that have been made to the parks and films. That's a good one. Like, hey, I'd have like an introductory press conference. Like, um, hello, everyone. My name is Kevin Pope. I am now in charge of the Disney company. And let me just say, I'm sorry. <laughs> that actually, as, as, if someone did that, like, I'd be like, you know what? Thank you for saying that. Next, from Safa Nasimzada, bring back paper fast passes and make them free. Yeah, you know, I talked about it really early on. Like, I, I would, I could bring back the paper fast passes, right? It was a system that worked. We could do it. You know, I said that I would just bring back the regular fast pass, the My Disney Experience, um, just because I feel like that would be more, con I don't know, convenient or just easier, realistic. But the paper fast passes. Um, those will always hold a special place in my heart. Next from Nicholas Peters, stop with all the woke nonsense. Yeah, that's that's a word that's thrown around a lot, and that's I'm not really going to get into that, but I, I'm sure there's people that feel the same way. Braden Syrek said, put more revenue from the parks into the parks instead of the movies. We can't keep changing rides. That's a good point. It, it seems like the Disney parks are maybe funding some of these other things like Disney Plus, movies, and those things, like, like I said, aren't doing great right now. And they keep just re-theming rides. Like, like I said, like enough with the re-theming and just changing the ride. Like, just build a new ride. I would love to have Splash Mountain and a Princess in the Frog ride. Like, why couldn't we have both? Sav Story said, bring back attention to detail and the originality take majority of ip away yes bring back the attention to detail that's definitely missing it seems like just the effort isn't there um originality like bring back some original attractions and theming and you know there's just too much ip right now rad disney dad ryan says something to do with crowds there is no more slow season that you're you are so right like i remember being a kid and growing up and just hearing about the slow seasons at disney like you would you would read like those Disney guidebooks like Disney with Kids 1998 or like the was it Fromers or you know those books you would see at like Borders that just um, kind of just overview Disney for that year and they would talk about slow periods. Those days are gone. It is crowded pretty much all year round. There is no more downtime at Disney. Colby Ruckle 12 said I would definitely change the Genie Plus system where uh, whereas at Universal. You can pay for the Express Pass all day. Like, I don't really know too much about the Universal Express Pass. I know the few times I've been to Universal, we bought it because we just felt like we had to. And I know it's expensive. And I think you, you you buy it and you can just ride all the rides as many times as you want, right? I think that's I think that's what he's saying. 
I, it seems like it's better than the current system. I mean, come on. DCL fan 27 said, bring back extra magic hours. Yep, I'm totally with you. I talked about it. Some of the, my best memories were hanging out at the Magic Kingdom with my family. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. We're walking down Main Street. I absolutely miss it. All right, next from CJ94F Aja. Return to the digital fast pass. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Uh, NJS Prinkle had a similar thought, said revert back to free fast pass system, still digital, just free. Exactly. There, there's no reason why they just can't be like, hey, you know what? We messed up. We're going back to the My Disney experience and it's free. There's no reason why we should still be paying for fast pass. The Chris Storm 224, go Cubs. Bring back the old innovation slash Epcot soundtrack plus the People Mover narrator. Well, first, I forgot about the People Mover narrator. Uh, and you guys know how big of a fan I am of the Epcot Interventions area music. I've made TikToks and reels about it. I've uploaded it to you know my Spotify. Just again, listen to your audience. Just bring back the music. It's that simple. PB Ano said I would change Genie Plus. Katie's Happy Place said bring back fast passes and the extra magic hours. Emphasis on hours. Yeah. Give us extra magic hours where it's actually worth it. And it's two or three hours late at night. Um, you know, again, another person with the fast passes. Listen to your audience, Disney. Amanda Matteo said bring back the Magical Express. Alex Data Traveler said opening a fifth park and it's just filled with old rides, parades, and fireworks shows. Like, I'm definitely going to do an episode on a fifth park. Um, that's something I'm going to have to put a lot of like planning and detail into. But one of the things I've, and I've talked about with some of you guys is like, I feel like it would be cool if they did some sort of like retro land in this fifth park. Tommy Stubbs said, bring back paper fast pass again. Like it sounds like we all just can agree that we do not like the genie plus, right? All right, this next one from Sienna and NK. I'd bring back the Magical Express. The Disney bracket said immediately bringing back Magical Express. It's CJ. What's up? Begin making the fifth park at Disney World. I wonder if they've actually sat down and had that thought. Because with Epic Universe opening, I feel like they have to start thinking about it, right? Lauren Stonier said, bring back fast passes and lessen the amount of IP placement in parks such as Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Very good points. Stuff I've touched on. There's way too much IP. And especially in the parks like Epcot and Animal Kingdom where there used to be like no IP. Um, it, it was kind of nice. Like, again, I felt like you had a good balance there. Spring Lou 114 said, all inclusive where you can eat and drink as much as you can. Now, that they would probably charge a, a good amount for that. Uh, they could get out of hand, too, but that would be pretty fun. Kicking Kyle 9 said, expand World Showcase and replace animatronics that have projected faces. Yeah, there we go. I, I should have mentioned that. I think I did have it. I had it on one of my lists, uh, expanding uh, World Showcase, adding a couple countries. I think we should do that for sure. And uh, replace the projected faces. I know they have them on the Frozen ride. I don't know if there's other rides as well. M one four six said more original stories slash less remakes. Evening Flicks said put a new attraction in the abandoned Stitch Escape Building. Yeah, why is that still empty? And like, what are they doing? They've they've made all these announcements and then yet like nothing with you know the abandoned building. 
All right, this next one is from CK15NC. Bring back three-hour evening magic hours for Walt Disney World hotel guests. 12 to 3 a.m., best thing ever. It's like we're the same person. Totally agree. Dexyland says, lower prices. I do that, and then the amount of money Disney would make would be insane. Like, yeah, I, I think if they would lower the prices, people would go more and spend more. At least, like... If they lowered the park ticket prices, like I would probably splurge to stay at maybe a more expensive hotel. I'd splurge to, you know, maybe buy more souvenirs, buy more food. Like it makes just too much sense. Darth Dagan said, bring back all the perks guests at the parks used to get. Magical, Magical Express, merch, resort delivery, etc. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Judy May Tyler said, "Parkwise revert to the free fast pass system. Company-wise, mass firings. Yeah, there probably would be a lot of changes." King Fergus sent in a few here. Route the monorail by Wilderness Lodge. Add more Skyliner routes. Build a Swiss Family Robinson-themed resort on Discovery Island, and build a new River Country next to Fort Wilderness. So it sounds like I need to hire King Fergus as like my right-hand man here because he's got a plan. Route the monorail to Wilderness Lodge. Love it. Let's do it. Expand the monorail. It's time. Spend the money, Disney. Instead of the, the Skyliner, expand the monorail. to like Wilderness Lodge deserves the monorail. Like I hate waiting for the boat there. Give us the monorail there. Add more Skyliner, right? Skyliner routes. You know, Might as well expand that. Uh, the Swiss Family themed resort would be cool on Discovery Island. That's for sure. All right. This next one is from the Diz Dad. What's up? Lower the price of admission, bring back fast passes. Rowan McMillan said, bring back nighttime parades. Yeah, man, wow. Why do they get, again, I, I know why they get rid of them because they don't really make money off of those, but come on, bring that back. A Russ Sunasker 24 said, bring back fast passes. Davy Trader says, make a cheap park pass for guests who want to go in the park but not ride the rides. That is very interesting. That is a very, very cool idea. I wonder, I wonder how we could do that. Sydney Swain, bring back the old future world at Epcot, interventions, light up tiles on the ground, etc. Electric umbrella, mouse gear, like just I would just completely just change all of that back. Cursed P33 says bring back fast passes and allow extra magic hours for all Disney Resort properties. Sunny Eclipse said, green light, more original park rides slash stories, characters not based on existing IP. Sunny Eclipse said, bigger budgets for Imagineering park projects so they can really run wild. Yeah, like, Imagineers, here's a blank check. Let's have fun. Dan Buttress said, more monorail lines, period. That's a good one. I, I should have had that on my list. I know... I've thought about it, like expanding to Wilderness Lodge, and I think to Swan and Dolphin uh, would be the two moves that I make there. Sean Elfstrom, 14. What's up, Sean? Bring Magical Express back slash ticket prices to early 2000s levels and Genie Plus equals free, LOL. Like, that's a that's a good way to think about it. You've got a plan, too. 2000 levels, I think, is is doable. Like, if you did, like, late 2010s, I feel like those park tickets were still, you know, around 100 bucks, maybe a little more. But at least, like, you weren't, like, getting destroyed by, you know, like, a, a five- or six-day park hopper, like, paying all this much. But, like, 2000s level, I think we could handle. Spring Lou 114 has a couple more for us. Make a fifth park and bring ticket prices down to a reasonable cost. 
The Adventures of Max and Greg says the atmosphere. Let's fix the atmosphere. I think we can do that together. Haley Allen 96 says, bye-bye, Bob Iger. We need new creative forces. Bob Iger. He, when Bob Iger was first brought in, I remember my dad like always kind of talking to me like he, my dad was never a fan. I think my dad could kind of read through um, the Bob Iger smile. Like he's a money guy. Bob Iger cares about money, number one. And you can make an argument that all of the uh, Disney CEOs, that's been their main cause. But looking back at it, looking at it now, it seemed like Michael Eisner, who we ripped towards the end, it seemed like he cared. But I feel like that's like a, a little bit more topic. A whole other episode I could do about Bob Iger. Is he overrated? Yes, he is. Spoiler alert. Holly Robbins 27 said, bring back the old fast pass system. And for our last one, let's go with Park Rags, more Muppet IP. The Muppets, again, like, I don't have a problem with more Muppets because they've been there. Like, if you want to add some more Muppets to Hollywood Studios, to the Magic Kingdom, like, it just seems like they're, they've been in the parks for so long that they don't feel like forced IP, if that makes sense. Thank you guys for sending in all of your answers so many good ones. Like I feel like if I'm if I'm in charge of Disney, I'm hiring all of you guys to work with me because we just came up with like what 20 or so really good ideas that I think would improve the Disney company from top to bottom, right? Like it doesn't seem that difficult when you sit down and think about it. Like we just want reasonable prices, more originality in the parks. Like we want Disney to be like what it was like when we were growing up. I think part of the reason why I love just talking Disney with you guys and why so many of us get along is if you just listen to my list and then listen to the ones you guys sent in, like we have so many of the same ones, you know, we have that kind of like the same Disney brain, uh, which I really appreciate, which is why, you know, we have a lot of good Disney topics to talk about and which is why you could tell we care about Disney and we think that we could fix it because, we just want what's best overall. Like we're not worried about money. We're not worried about the bottom line. We're worried about that Disney experience that we grew up on that, you know, Disney was like when we were a kid, like you can, you can hear my son in the background now as I'm, as I'm closing things up, but he's going to be going to Disney soon for the first time and hopefully growing up, you know, going to Disney the same way I did. And it's, he's going to be experiencing a different Disney than I did. You know, that's going to be that's going to be different. It's going to be a little weird for me, you know, because I want him to love Disney the same way I did. And uh, so I'm going to do everything I can to make that, that wraps happen. up everything I have for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun doing this topic. It's always fun to kind of think about, you know, oh, what if I was in charge like this? What this is what I would do. And a shout out, special thanks again to Amanda Matteo for the idea for this week's episode. If you guys have an idea, if you're listening, you're like, hey, I have an idea for a good Disney podcast episode, a good topic, a good top 10 list, shoot me a message on Instagram. Amanda and I were actually messaging back and forth because we had we each had a, a baby about one month apart. Well, actually, my, you know, my wife had the baby. I did as much as I could, but they definitely did more work. Uh, but one month apart, so we're on similar timelines, and we were just kind of talking about how, you know, our first trips with our new children is coming up. It's going to be coming up soon. I think um, you know, we're going to be going in July. I think she said 
that they're thinking about going in November. And she was saying like, hey, I, I have an idea for an episode, you know, just like tips on taking, uh, you know, a baby to Disney. And you know, it's something I've been thinking about for probably about the last month or so. Uh, I've talked to a few people and I think my, I'm definitely going to do one. I'm, I'm probably going to wait a little bit closer to uh, this summer. Uh, but when it comes time to that episode, I'm going to be relying on you guys. Cause I'm probably just going to be like on Instagram, like, Hey, anyone who's taken, you know, a, a one-year-old ish, uh, anywhere between 10 and, you know, 14 months to Disney, like, what are some tips, some tricks? Like, what should we do? What should we avoid? Cause I have no idea. I just thinking about it, like stresses me out a little bit. Cause like, I, I don't want it to go badly, you know, like, we're going to be going down with my parents and my sister. So, you know, grandpa and grandma and auntie uh, get to go with. And, like, I don't want anyone to have a bad time. Like, I'm going to be stressed and worried, you know, nonstop. Um, just with everything that's going on with taking, you know, uh, an 11-month-old to Disney in July. Like, I don't want my wife to get stressed out. I don't want, you know, my parent. Like, I want them. I want everyone to have a good trip. Like, if it was up to me, like, I'll just be like, hey, you know what? I'm on baby duty. I'll man the stroller. You guys run ahead, do Space Mountain, do this. Like, if I have to, like, I'll go back to the room with him. I'll, you know, head back to the resort, change, like, whatever I have to do. I just want everyone to have a great time because this is going to be his first trip. I want it to go smoothly so that this could, be, you know, become a yearly thing. Uh, but I'm definitely a, a little anxious. You know, we're, we're talking about staying at Saratoga. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. You know, we, we talked about Art of Animation. Um, but I just, I don't think we would have to get probably a couple rooms and I don't, I don't think we have enough room for that. Uh, although he would probably love seeing some of those characters. Like he, he, he's only going to be 11 months. Um, we could, uh, probably wait and do Art of Animation when he's a little older and can kind of recognize some of those characters, but I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you guys for listening. New listeners, returning listeners. You guys are the best. Remember to reach out to me on Instagram with any ideas, questions. Just want to say hi if you enjoy the show. Wherever you're listening, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and a review. I do appreciate all the reviews and the ratings. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely means a lot. And if you'd like to become a monthly contributor, uh, one-time contributor, anything like that, again, it's much appreciated from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm just going to wrap it up. I got to got to change the baby then i gotta take the dogs for a walk so until next week you guys have a good week have a good weekend and always remember it all started with a mouse